0: Hello, my name is Hyun Sung Kang and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund in Washington, D.C. Before the global economic crisis in 2007, sub-Saharan Africa enjoyed a period of sustained growth. Between 2004 and 2008, for example, the continent's poorest countries boasted annual growth rates of over 6%, a performance only exceeded by that of developing Asia. Then the crisis hit and Africa braced itself for the worst. But despite these fears, the strong conditions in these countries before the slump meant the continent proved surprisingly resilient. Now, in its latest update on the state of the world's economy, the International Monetary Fund says that most countries in the region have returned to pre-crisis-level growth. Abebe Selassie of the IMF's Africa Department identifies several reasons for optimism, but first he explains that although the countries in the region are doing well, they aren't all doing equally well.
1: The big picture is that uh, economic growth in the region is expected to increase uh, marginally to 5.3% from the 4.9% projected for last year. So, uh, basically, this suggests that the recovery of the region from the global financial crisis is continuing. However, within this overall picture, what you see is the low-income countries, there are 29 of them, they have basically reverted back to pre-crisis growth rates. But the middle-income countries in the region, the country that dominates the group is South Africa, but also others uh, neighboring South Africa, the likes of Swaziland, uh, Botswana, Lesotho. In those countries, uh, the recovery has been slower. Partly this reflects the fact that they were hit quite severely by the global financial crisis. They're more integrated to the global economy. So those countries have been recovering a bit slower The other group, the balance, basically, is the oil exporting countries. Those countries have also recovered, not quite to pre-crisis growth levels for that group either, but still very buoyant growth, around uh, 6-7% growth in those countries.
0: Now, one of the issues which is of perennial interest to not only countries in sub-Saharan Africa, but throughout the world, is employment. And people are always anxious about the level of employment. What are the prospects there?
1: Employment becomes possible when uh, incomes are increasing and economies are expanding faster. So what you can say is that the, the backdrop for employment creation has improved somewhat. So the fact that the economy is growing at a faster pace will mean that companies are going to be more likely to invest. Incomes are going to be higher, so people are likely to consume a bit more. And of course, this will increase demand and uh, also create job opportunities.
0: There has been a great deal of concern in the last few months about food prices, not least because the price of some grains have reached nominal record highs. How much is this going to be a threat to the overall economic performance of some sub-Saharan African countries?
1: We see this as being perhaps the biggest threat at the general level, you know, at the broader level, basically what you will see is the higher food prices, food prices, the higher fuel prices for those countries that import food and fuel uh, commodities could translate into inflation. But really, the effect that we're even more concerned about, of course, is kind of the impact that this is going to have on poverty levels. Food is a very important and very large share of consumption for households in the region. So higher food prices for those people that are not directly engaged in the production of food products will mean um, they cannot consume as much food. In particular, we're concerned about the urban poor, and even in the rural areas, those people that do not produce enough to consume, farmers that don't produce enough, they will be affected adversely. Typically, in most countries, there are no broad-based social safety nets. So it will be important for governments to find ways of targeting the people that are going to be most affected by the sharp increase in food prices and providing uh, providing some kind of support.
0: One issue that is of particular interest to countries in sub-Saharan Africa, and this is an issue that is often raised when I talk to African journalists, are the links with Asia. And you identify this as one reason for optimism. How will this impact the growth performance of countries in sub-Saharan Africa? I
1: think the key... Issue for the region is to make sure that you know traditionally the region has been exporting a lot of its products to Europe, uh, North America, and other advanced countries. But the, what we've seen, of, you know, increasingly, is the reorientation of exports to developing Asia. Um, China, but also India and uh, some other countries in the region. And uh, we think this is a very important trend and one that needs to be sustained. Trade links need to be strengthened there. And the reason for this is the dynamism in the global economy is increasingly coming from these countries. So it's going to be very important for the region's to, for the region to tap into these markets. The fact that uh, export uh, export markets in these countries are, are, you know, domestic demand from these countries is, going, is increasing, should provide an opportunity for African countries to export a lot more. And this is happening. I mean, you see a lot of uh, Chinese investment in Africa. And also in the trade numbers, you see a very big uh, reorientation of Africa's exports to China.
0: So quite an optimistic, bright picture that you've painted up to now. What are the risks that sub-Saharan African countries face
1: Perhaps the most pressing risk is um, the sharp surge in food and fuel prices. These things can easily get inflation going uh, and exacerbate macroeconomic problems. So I think th- this is perhaps the biggest risk. The other risk, which has been around for the last six, eight months, I guess, is problems uh, in the global economy and the recovery from the crisis has, as you know, been very uneven, and uh, global growth is also expected to be modest. So, should those take a turn for the worse? given Africa's very strong links to Europe in particular, you could well see uh, a dampening of export demand for African countries. You also, however, have remittances coming to the region from European countries. And of course, European countries are important contributors to aid. So anything that's going to make fiscal situation in European countries difficult can have knock-on effects on African countries.
0: Basically, they give less money to African countries.
1: They may. So far, I think the aid level, aid budgets have been protected in most countries. But uh, as fiscal pressure increases, we worry that uh, that aid budgets may also suffer.
0: And that was Abebe Selassie talking about the bright outlook, but also the risks facing Sub-Saharan Africa in the coming months. And to learn more about the region's prospects, log on to the IMF's website on www.imf.org.